Hello and welcome back to the Dinner Table Podcast. This week we are discussing eating disorders, the ethics behind them, and everything else surrounding them, and just our own experiences. This is just a little disclaimer before the regular disclaimer that this might be triggering to some that might have eating disorders and if you are sensitive to that subject, maybe you shouldn't tune in this week. Before we begin, we would like to disclaim that these views do not reflect the state news and our opinions are subject to change at later date. Thank you for joining. How are you doing today, Griffin? Uh, it's been a crazy day weather-wise. It's literally, I think we've got all four seasons in the daylight hours today, so that was enjoyable and fun to see. Yes. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You went home this week. How's that treating you? Um, it's good. I'm in quarantine again, so we're just hanging out by myself. Yeah, sounds like a dream. Yeah, it's a dream. So, eating disorders. COVID-19 is a big, I think one of the first, like, worries outside of just COVID-19 when everything started to become self-isolating for me was that I was just sitting around eating all day. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, this is like probably like chill. And then I was going on social media and it was like a subject everybody was talking about. Oh, yeah. Like, because so many of our, so much of our time is spent doing things that are non-essential. So now that we can only do things and leave the house for essential things, we are left to what we have in our homes. And for most of us, that's food. Yeah. I mean, it was the first couple weeks I would just spend my time when, like, every second I had an ounce of boredom, I'd fill it with food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the thought process, my thought process is, well, I have literally nothing to do. I'm literally just laying here. Why not just indulge in a little snack or something? Yeah, literally. But then I feel so guilty about it. And oh, yeah. Then I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have had that entire bag of Twizzlers. <laughs> I'm just obscure, obscure candy choice. I know, but I don't even know if I could call it candy. To be honest, I think Twizzlers are sweet and they're tasty. I but that doesn't mean they're candy. God, that, that, this is beside the point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad I didn't have a scale. Oh yeah, if I had a scale during this time, that I know I would just I would tell myself I would be able to do it. And then I know that I would not be able to do it. Yeah, I can't self-diagnose. But like how my issues with food manifest is that I convince myself that certain things are like really bad for me. And then I'll eat them nonetheless. And then I'll feel so guilty about eating them. Will you eat them because they're bad for you? Or you are just hungry so you eat and they just happen to be bad for you? It's just like a tasty treat. Okay. Yeah. Usually I don't eat snack foods. Just because I think they're kind of gross. There's, they have saturated fat and stuff, and I think that's really bad for you. So, like, like Cheez-Its or, like, anything from the chip aisle, I just, like, never eat. But over break, I bought a bunch of them. When I eat them, I'm always like, why am I doing this? Yeah. there. I, I always have a moment where I'm like, why am I eating right now? For what reason? Am I even hungry? 
No. Not necessarily. Yeah. And then I'm like, this is so bad for you. This is so bad for you. You need, like, you got to stop eating this. It's so bad for you. And then just badness, bad times. Yeah, there's a spiral. And I have to, like, it's a really, <laughs> it's like the same conversation that plays out every time I eat bad food. This is bad for you. And then I have to tell myself, it's okay to eat. It's fine to eat. Like, this is fine food. Like, everybody eats this food. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And then, but then it's like, no, it's not. And then I'm like, yes, it is. True. It is a stressful time, especially now with eating disorders and eating and food intake anxieties. Mm-hmm. Because there's few ways to work it off. Like gyms are closed. The fitness centers in the dorms at MSU are closed which was a big letdown for me because I was like, oh, I'll just like run on the treadmill for a half hour every time I eat. Like, it'll be fine. I can't do that. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you could run outside. I can't run outside. Like, for some reason, I just cramp and it's bad. I can't run outside. Okay. And in this weather, it literally hailed today, so. So you never know. The outside (laughs) is never dependable. You do never know. Like, I usually have at least some sort of exercise, especially going to Michigan State. It's like you're walking to all your classes. You end up, like, really counting up those numbers, those steps throughout the day at MSU. Yeah, like, I would be, I could look right now. I would go. I've taken 557 steps today. Oh, wow, that's, well, I've taken, I've done, I've tripled that today. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I did that, but February 26th, I did 12,000 steps. Wow. Yes. And today I did 1,650. I don't did know. Did you leave the house to get the steps? I did go to Meyer today. Okay. Yeah. So that does make sense. But yesterday I didn't leave the house and it was 356 steps. Oh. That's a good time. That when That's why we are worried about food. How do you cope with your eating? That's uh, to be determined, really. Yeah, I... I can recognize at least what seems to me to be the problem, but I feel very stuck in what I can do about it. I mostly just really, I'm not scared about gaining weight. I'm just mostly scared about getting sick later. Like I get so scared that I'm going to get sick later. So your main COVID-19 issue with food is the getting sick later? Yeah. I ate some greasy pizza at the dining hall. Okay, actually, the two concerns are judgment from other people on what I'm eating and then, like, it be- making me sick. So, like, I get really s- I don't like eating in front of people because I don't like it when they can see me eat and I don't like it when they judge what food's going in my body. I'm, like, super oh, yeah. sensitive mm-hmm. about, yeah, food judgment. I hate food judgment. Food judgment needs to end. Nobody should ever tell anybody that their food is gross. Ever. True, Except yes. for Twizzlers. Yeah, I will go out of my... Sometimes I will just not eat because I'm with people that I don't want to see me eat. Yeah, it's like a big thing. I don't like any of my first dates. Like, I'm probably like the first 15 dates I probably will not eat in front of them. Really? 15? Like, yeah, like if it's like normal dates where you like don't see the person in between. But if I like saw them, it'd probably be less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it just like very... Ugh, I don't like them to see me. But yeah. I was eating this greasy pizza, even though I was eating alone. I just give myself judgment as if somebody else was giving it to me. And then I felt so guilty. And then all day I was like, 
I'm going to be so sick from that pizza. And I'm so disgusting from that pizza. I'm going to get acne. I'm going to be so oily. And I was like, I should just throw it up and get rid of it now. No. And that <laughs> is not a healthy mindset. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, no. You yeah, so let's, let's talk about combating that mindset. How are some ways that you can talk yourself out of doing something along those lines? Well, when the thought manifested, I was like, no, like, you don't have to do that. The pizza's fine. Like, it's gonna go through you probably fine. Like, you need to ignore it. Honestly, I usually have, like, a lot of answers to solutions, or, like, to prop not to solutions, to problems like that, but I have not found an answer to that one. And I asked my therapist, and I was like, I just need something to say to myself so that that thought is, like, defeated. Nothing. Wow. So, it's kind of a topic that nobody really has an answer to how, as to how to prevent or hinder. Yeah. Like I said earlier, like when I eat a lot, I'm just like, it's okay to eat. Like if you're hungry, you're hungry for a reason. Like I don't, you wouldn't be hungry for no reason. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like eat when you're hungry. Yeah. A wise person once told me that the stomach will never lie to you. (laughs) Wow. Who was that? And that was my wonderful co-host. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, the stomach will never lie to you. That's We came to that conclusion the other day, and it really changed our brains. Yeah, the brain will lie to you. The brain is a deceitful little organ or whatever the brain is. But the stomach is nice, beneficial, and your friend. And it's always just working for you. It's working so hard every day. And it would never, like, I don't know what its motives would be to lie to you. No, it has no motivation. It, it simply only wants to get the job done. <laughs> no, simply. It's just trying to keep you alive, dude. Literally. And that's so sad that some people, most people, I would say, have issues with consumption of food and the stomach and its metabolizing powers. Do you have any, like, I always have this saying that I haven't found, like, a way for it to be a saying, but... Like, I haven't, I haven't, like, put the words together so it's, like, cohesive, but I can explain it to you. But it's, like, okay. if I eat a lot randomly, I know that I'm depressed because I never snack. So when I start snacking, I'm, like, getting close to, dep- like, being depressed. And then if I go, I know it's really bad when I go for the first snack and it doesn't satisfy me. But I need the second snack. Because you know what I mean? Like, if it's yeah. the first snack, then you're just kind of hungry and you might be a little bored. Two snacks, you're really sad. Three snacks, you're terror like you're in the in the deep depths. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. that just means you're sad and like you're looking for satisfaction, but you're not getting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's a good quote. And I feel like if anyone has a way to sum that up into a quick snappy little saying. You should send it to us. Please. I've been thinking about that for, like, literally three years. Like, that's been something I've been telling myself, and I just wish I could put it down in, like, four words. But, yeah, like, anything about your food or your food habits that tell you about how you are emotionally, or do you not connect them? Yeah, uh, I find that on sunny days, I will eat healthier. Like, I will crave healthy foods. Like, we had a couple 60-degree days this week 
and I was just craving a salad. So then I went and got a salad. I got literally no dressing on the salad, too. And I got some chicken shawarma. I got carrots to help the eyes. Like, I was just <laughs> feeling myself with the salad. Wow. Today, I'm like, I really want a quarter pounder. Because <laughs> it's so awful outside. I, f- I relate to that. A sunny day, I want, like, a fruit cup. Yeah. Or, like, I want to sip on a juice on a sunny day. When I talk about eating disorders with my friends... I think a lot of people think it's predominantly in women because, like, that's what's being spread. But I just, I don't believe that because a lot of my male friends, and by a lot, I mean, like, genuinely all of my male friends have eating disorders. Whether or not they claim it or say that they do, they definitely have bad eating habits or bad eating practices. And bad eat like, by bad eating habits, I don't mean, like, they're eating a lot of pizza. I mean, like, they're choosing not to eat. Or they're choosing to, um, like, work out way too much and eat a little bit. Or just, like, stuff like that. And that's an eating disorder. I definitely know a lot of men who also struggle with eating. And then they they just brush it off because, you know, it's stigmatized as more of a women's issue. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people think if they're not doing it because... Like, if they're just doing it and it's not related to their skin, like, their fitness or their skinniness or whatever, they don't associate with, like, an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's really, like, it doesn't have to be, like, about, be about body image all the time because sometimes a lot of people use eating disorders as a way to cope with control. True. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of a control thing. Yeah, because it's, like, if you, if everything else, like, a common theme is, like, if everything else in your life is not in your control, a lot of people will resort to eating disorders because that's, like, you can control what you eat. Yeah. Yeah. You have you have total control over what you put in your body. Yeah. To consume, to eat. Yeah. I think extreme diets should be classified as eating disorders. Yeah. I th- because I do think that there is a point where a diet is extreme and it's detrimental instead of beneficial yeah i agree with you i would actually go as far to say as all diets are borderline eating disorders because i just genuinely think that you shouldn't track what you eat like i think maybe you should like keep in check and be like aware like oh i don't know if i had my some fruit today i'm gonna eat some fruit but it's not like i need to eat a whole cup of fruit today i need to eat four cups of fruit today like just Yeah, like a quota system of how many things that you can and can't eat. Yeah, just be like, I need, I know you need to eat fruits, veggies, and, like, fiber. And then just yeah. eat them throughout the day. What do you think has, like, perpetuated this behavior? And, like, why in, it's so prevalent? In corona times or in general? In general. I do, I do think you're onto something with the control aspect. And I also think the idea of gaining weight is very stigmatized in society like nobody wants to gain weight and i think that can also play into it because i know for me like i don't want to go over a certain weight Mm -hmm. yes i know everybody has their certain weight like a certain number and that's why i believe personally like i don't really want like i know this sounds like an anti-vax mom thing to say but like i don't (laughs) i don't want like a scale in my house when i have a house like i'm never gonna have a scale and, like, I just, like, don't think that it's it's important to have a number to your weight, like, 
because the only way I ever use that number is negatively. Like, I don't think I would ever just be like, I don't think I could ever look at my weight and then just be neutral about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, your height, you're like, I wonder what I weigh and then not be affected by the number somehow. Every time I look at my weight, there's always like a call to action. Like, it's always like, oh, I need to lose weight or I need to maintain this weight. Mm-hmm. It's never I need to gain weight to get back up to where I normally am. It's just I need to maintain where I am. Yeah, exactly. Or and like, lose. Yeah, that reminds me of this TikTok. I've been referencing a lot of TikToks these days. I'm sorry. It's but, a, what else do we have to do besides, you know, eat? Yeah, it's for research, strictly for the pod. Mm-hmm. But um, where this guy, everyone's like referencing this guy saying like, if you're a girl and you're over 160 pounds, you need to lose weight. And then all these girls that are like, you know, like appear to be like skinny <laughs> that are over 160 because like ratios and stuff. You can have muscle weight. That makes you 160, but the same size as a girl that's, like, 120. Yeah. It's muscle. Yeah. And it's, like, a lot of people don't, like, the world shows you this weight and it's, like, oh, my gosh, your BMI is this. But they don't tell you that, like, height is also a factor and, like, muscle is a factor factor, and, like, fat weighs different than muscle and, like, where it is and, like, what clothes you're wearing. Like, if you're bloated that day, how much water you had. Like, if it rains that day, like, how much, you know, if the air is dry, like, all these things are factors in your weight and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, yeah and it's still fluctuating. I don't know. It's just dumb. Yeah, weight does definitely fluctuate. Yeah. It's, like, especially in women, I think, too, because the water retention and, like, throughout the month, you get, like, bloated and stuff just randomly. Yeah. So that's why weight, I'm boycotting it. Let's boy. Let's call to boycott weight. Cause I don't really know why you need to know it. Like, it's clear that you can just look at someone and see. Like, you can look at yourself and see if you are, like, unhealthily. Yeah, like you definitely know. And then if you go to the doctor, the doctor could be like, "Hey, you need to change your diet around." But you yourself are not a medical professional. I don't, like you. Yeah, you don't need to know the number. The number is yes. so irrelevant. You definitely never need to know the number that you weigh. It definitely could have been invented just to make people insecure. 100%. I would not put it past whoever invented weight. <laughs> <laughs> whoever invented gravity, <laughs> I got some words for you. Yeah, who, whoever made the scale. I'm just wondering why. No, literally. I just want to talk about it. Why do you think we put so much of a hold on a number? I don't know, I feel like everybody knows that these certain number checkpoints that are, like, good checkpoints and bad checkpoints, you know? Okay, yeah. So I think, like, wherever I am in between the range, I'm, like, is the importance of the number. When was, like, the first time someone, like, weighed you and then you remember them having concern about your weight? I mean, people have always been concerned about my weight because I've always been skinny. Like, that's been reinforced to me throughout my entire almost 19 years of life is that I'm so skinny. So I think that might resonate with me now in, 
you know, growing and gaining weight is that just so many people have told me, oh, you're so skinny, you're too skinny, you need to gain weight. And then I just, I don't want to. And it's like a mental debate like that. Like, people have always told me that I need to gain weight. Like, no one was like, oh, like, yeah, you're fine at that weight. Like, everyone has always been like, you need to gain more. And like, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel quite inadequate. Makes me feel quite ugly and insecure in my body. Yeah, and I I can see why that would make you feel that way. I feel the same. Like everyone's been when I was growing up. I think especially where I was, there wasn't a lot of Asian people. So a lot of like the medical people were like really weirded out about how small I was. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "You're so sickly. You need to eat more cheeseburgers. You need to gain more weight." It's like I'm just a Asian girl. <laughs> oh yeah, like oh yeah, eat a burger. Like go eat a burger. Yeah, like what? Like, ugh. It's not how that works. And that definitely has made me feel like guilty about my weight. Like I. Oh yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I don't. A guilt component. Yeah, like it's um. Some people would be very like, would fetishize me, <laughs> almost. Like mm-hmm. I had this friend, that would, touch this tendon at the back of my knee. And she oh. would be like, I wish I was as skinny as you so my tendon at this knee could show. Like, I wish this showed on my body. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I wish I could see my ribs. Yeah. I wish I could see my spine. Like, It's so weird. And especially, like, growing up, like, it's not something that I don't think you probably thought of. Or, like, it's definitely not something I thought of when I was just chilling until someone brought it up and was like, I wish I saw this vein on my body. It's like, I didn't even know it existed on mine. Yeah. Yeah, and then it, like, makes you think, it makes you think about it, you know? About your body Mm -hmm. in a weird, different way that never Mm -hmm. can make you feel forced to, like, keep up the reputation, I think. Like, weird guilt. Yeah, I do think a lot of issues with eating and weight do come from guilt. Like, feeling bad about eating, feeling bad about not eating, feeling bad about everything and then it's like you know you know if like shorts are too tight or whatever like because it's been nice outside i've been putting shorts on and then when they're like tighter and then i remember i'm like oh like guess i have to go for a walk or i have to eat or not eat so i could fit into these more successfully like it's never like so tight where i'm like i can't breathe but it's like they're a little snugger than before i don't think i ever associated with me like gaining weight or not Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, I have this thing about high school sports, especially ones that have weight classes, which I understand are necessary to, like, make it equal between, like, power because muscle and stuff. But at the same time, I think it's a really bad time for someone to learn eating habits because you're in your high school, you're in your prime, you're learning stuff in high school, and your body is changing so freaking fast. Yeah. And that's, they don't remind you of that when you are trying to make weight. They don't tell you, oh, like, don't forget you're, like, growing. Like, you literally, who I was freshman year and who I was senior year, body-wise, very different person. But in mm-hmm. my head, I didn't know that it was not right for me to be, I thought I had... I thought it was adequate to be the same weight as I was freshman year all the way through all of my years. Yeah. And nobody, like, ever even told me that that would be just not natural. 
until literally like my sophomore year of college. Wow. And like, I feel oh. like that needs to be broadcasted. Yeah, I guess I haven't really thought of it like that until you just put it like that. You're growing so much. Like, you're becoming an adult. Like, you're going to grow up. You're not going to be 110 pounds for the rest of your life. That You were only 110 pounds when you were a freshman because you were literally a child. Like, you were so small. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of high schoolers need to know. Like, don't be so anxious about weight gain. You're growing. Mm-hmm. True, and that's a prime moment for someone to pick up on habits of an eating disorder in high school. Exactly. But, yeah. I think just whatever number your weight is means absolutely nothing don't even look at it anymore we're boycotting don't even, don't even weigh yourself yeah weigh like scales like let's run them out of business 2020 <laughs> literally can we leave scales pre-covid-19 bed bath and beyond shut the doors we're not coming in for your scales literally we don't need it yeah, that's where, that's like, yeah, my last opinion. Definitely tune in next week for next week's episode. Yes, tune in next week. Yeah, um, we've got a lot of other podcasts coming out. We only have two weeks left of publication, which is so sad. That is, what? I said woo-woo, but it was a celebratory woo-woo. Yeah. Uh, I am very sad that spring semester at the snooze is almost over but that does not mean we are stopping making podcasts in these last two weeks so you should definitely check out every other podcast that state news is going to be putting out during this time yeah and if you would like to email us for any reason my email is tessa.osborne at statenews.com and mine is griffin.wiles at statenews.com you can also tweet at us any thoughts comments or concerns i'm at griffin wiles and i'm at osborne tessa thank you guys for tuning in bye, bye. bye.